welcome 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 you got waleed here and sean and we have a a comeback kid here he heard the epic greatness of last week of, of the sean and waleed show and we decided to bring it back so we have a clearly the dumber of the two brothers but don't tell nolan my favorite of the two brothers we got a c hop back c hop welcome thank you yeah you guys um huge shout out to you too you guys really rejuvenated the show um i'm i'm happy you guys started back up but i had to get back on um seriously you guys made me pull a brett Favre, so i, I really appreciate it um, no problem waleed's been a backbone to the to the facebook group which i get notifications from way too often because I try and stay off Facebook, but I appreciate the love and support. And Sean, I, you haven't stopped bugging me about the podcast for a while now. So, yeah, I mean, I needed to add, I needed to add intelligence to the podcast. So Waleed came to mind, and okay. I'm happy. I'm happy you're here for the comic. Um, I don't know, man. The comic yeah, relief. the comic relief, whatever. Um, so last week we had a little different format. This week, we're going to throw it back. We're going to do the original format if you've been listening. Um, we're going to do a backyard briefing, and then we're going to combine with last week, and we're really going to get into the betting and talk a lot about betting and what we like, what we don't like. And I'll dabble in with my little fantasy input. I wouldn't listen to me because I was on the verge of benching DJ Moore last week against Trayvon Diggs. Good thing I didn't because um, DJ Moore went off. So without further ado, the backyard briefing. The bonfire. Connor, take us off, man. Let's go. What are you throwing in the bonfire, my guy? Yeah, so we're starting with the bonfire. I like it. Switching it up because you know I usually come ready with multiple bonfires. Yeah, heat. Um, you come with heat. I come with some heat. This time I only come with one heat, but that's okay. all I needed. Um, so I was scrolling through Twitter yesterday, as I usually do before bed, which is not good for you. They say the blue light from your Twitter screens very bad for your sleep pattern. Um, so don't do that. Or that's I, bullshit. You don't. Th- I think it's true. I do it anyways. I try and power through it. I've never heard of that in my life. Never heard. All right, look it up. Look it up. Either way, on Twitter, this is where I get all my information, so it's probably accurate. But I was looking at those Lonzo Ball pictures, right? You guys saw him like matched up with his brother, just in their new uniforms, uh, yeah. or Lonzo in his new uniform with the Bulls. And I noticed the patch that he was wearing for the sponsor. Yeah, was Zenny Eyewear. And I was like, well, who the fuck is any eyewear? It worked, right? But I just thought, <laughs> what a dumb fucking sponsor to, to put on the Bulls uniform. So I wanted to get your guys' opinion. That's going in the bonfire, the sponsor itself on, the, on an NBA uniform. What are some brands that you guys would like to see on NBA jerseys rather than a dumb eyewear company? Ooh, man. I guess I guess I would like to see the biggest, like, hometown homegrown like company in that city so like maybe not necessarily like a big chain but maybe like more like mom and pop smaller businesses that's what i would think would be cool yeah what about you what about you Wally? yeah for me that's something interesting to think about um something like more international i guess um you know as far as like uh, companies from like overseas you know trying to like find their uh, as far as you know find their step here like that'd know, be that's a good yeah, you know, because then the NBA has become such an international league. So, like, if they're going to be sponsoring companies on their jerseys, I would like to see something like that. Um, you know, like some other companies from like other countries, you know, trying to find their step in here. 
Um, but if not, if I had to choose something local, um, I would actually, you know, agree with you in that case, you know, as far as like small businesses, something like, you know, you know, like a smaller brand, smaller yeah. company. That, that's not really well known here in America, especially during the pandemic, you know, small businesses have been suffering a lot. So it'd be nice that they get that kind of recognition if, uh, you know, they get put on TV, you know, in such a, you know, international, you know, league like the NBA. That'd you be- guys are, you guys are so nice and thoughtful. I was thinking Yardback Sports personally. Just hey, to- yeah. hey, we're a small coming company. Here. What, what's, what team would you want to represent us? Oh man, that's I would say Cavaliers, but nobody watches them, so it's kind of pointless. Right. I, I mean I go like Chicago, the big markets, maybe like just a whole conference. It's like the Why whole not Miami? Conference. Why not Miami? My Miami was that was your squad. Miami that was my squad through through the bubble. During those days. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, man. So Waleed, what are you bringing to the bonfire today? Oh, to the bonfire? Uh yeah, so I got, I guess, a couple things. I got two things. Um, oh, okay. He's pulling a C hop. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna do one earlier, but um, why not? This is your first. Wow, let's have a moment here. Yeah. This is your first ever. Yeah. Like, well, I here we go. Know. Let's see. I mean, I actually have never done this before. I'm kind of excited. Let's see. Like, my, my, I had one earlier today, but then, like, literally in the last hour, saw the news that uh, Jalen Smith just got released by the Cowboys, um, and. Honestly, throwing in the bonfire, honestly, just throwing Jerry Jones as a as a GM of the Cowboys, as far as the way he runs the team and everything, throwing him in the bonfire as a GM. Yeah. He doesn't know how to manage the finances of that team at all. Um, doesn't know where to put their resources. He just gives it to, you know, wh- whoever the biggest star is on the team, even if they don't, you know, one of the biggest stars, he just gives them like a whole lot of cash, even though they don't earn it or, you know, you know. He just—he's just not. He's—he's a, he's a good owner of a, of a team, I guess. But as a GM, I just think he's absolutely terrible. Yeah, he needs to get somebody else in there. I don't. I—I yeah. I know he wasn't playing well, but you have so much money like invested in him. I'm not really sure. I mean, I hope the Browns pick him up because we need depth at linebacker. Yeah. So I hope the Browns pick him up. I know your Eagles probably would be a good spot to pick him yeah, up. I, I mean, there's a bunch it. of there's a bunch of teams that could use him. Um, yeah, it's like you gave him this big contract last season. And it's like you're not you came into the season not even starting him. Not that you need yeah. him. You got Van Rash and you got Michael Parsons that you just drafted. I mean, you don't really need him. I get it, but it's just like, man. You know, you don't you don't need to go giving out this money like right away. I mean, sometimes yeah, it's the fire. It's just like wait, you know, yeah, be patient before you just hand out all this money to players. Um, so I mean, that's that's one that I'm now throwing in the bonfire. Just got that. Let me hear number two. Let me hear number two. I had this for you know. So, Let me hear it. You know, basically throughout the last few days, um, Urban Meyer. I mean, just so, just with, I mean, the controversy with him now. I mean, as far as you know. I mean, the, the video of, you know, some random, random girl that's not his wife, you know, grinding on him at a bar and that, that just became public knowledge and went all over the Internet. It's just like, yeah, yeah, I get it. But Stephen A. Smith said, it right, I don't think like this one event is fireable for him. I agree with Stephen A. Like this one incident, but like the whole package, like probably I never thought he, he would translate well into the NFL and he's not. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's but that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I mean, the Jaguars probably have the least talented team top to bottom in the NFL, so it's going to take him time to build that that entire franchise up as far as – He's not going to do it. He's going to go to USC. Yeah. I mean, USC. You know, that's, that's, know. What, that's speculation and everything. He said that he wasn't and that he wants to stay back and, like, build the team, and I would give him a chance at least for a couple of years to show that, 
they're progressing in the right direction. I mean, he said at quarterback, they just need more talented pieces around that. But at the same time, you should he should still know better than to put himself in that kind of position, you know. And you could tell, yeah, yeah. and you could tell just by the way he's answering questions, the way he's responding to, you know, different people. Like now that he's in the NFL again, he said he said to one of the coaches um, a couple of weeks ago, like, yeah, playing uh, playing the NFL is like playing Alabama every week. Yeah, you know? like he said, and you can tell it's frustrating to him, but it's like that's what it is. That's what you signed up for. Um, and you can you can see maybe that's just it's getting to him a little bit the pressure. So yeah, yeah. yeah nah. I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Hop? Yeah, uh, Urban Meyer. I used to live above his Pint House restaurant here in Columbus. Ooh, legend. Yeah, so it's kind of cool. Like, I feel like a special connection to the to the jackass that is Urban Meyer. Um, last thing I'll say on that great great opening bonfire as well. Lead. I think you you found the spirit of shutting down some idiots in in what we talk about in sports. So love it. Um, but if you haven't seen the Urban Meyer video that's kind of circulating again today, he was on a boat or something with a buddy on a live interview with one of the news channels that wasn't like a sports channel. And you can see his buddy in the background shirtless walking around in a reflection, and then he hits a bong simultaneously while Urban's giving an interview. Um, so if you haven't seen that, check it out. Pretty funny clip. Urban Meyer. He's, a, he's about that life. He is. Like, he, I give him respect for um, – being about that life to some degree, but in terms of being a public image, yeah, being a coach for like a multi-billion dollar franchise and maybe even a USC university, I don't think it's going to get much better no. for him down the road. So we'll see what happens now. Sean, what are you bringing to the bonfire? It's been a while since I've heard you complain about something that doesn't need to be complained about. Okay. So kind of irritates me because you explained exactly what I'm going to say. And <laughs> I feel so passionate about this that I don't really, I don't want to sound disrespectful, but I don't really care what you two have to say, nor do I care about what anyone listening has to say. Madden is the worst franchise, like gaming franchise out there, period. Like it's horrible. It's the same game, different players gets worse every year. It's horrible. Like it's, it's horrible, but they Stop can't stop making, they can't stop making money because people like me say I'm not buying it, and then as soon as it releases, I say I'm buying it. It's so nostalgic. It it's is. it's so bad. It's such a bad game, man. But let's 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 go to what we're sipping on. Let's let's switch it to something positive here, um, Mr. Hop. What are you sipping on, man? Uh, aside from this Miller Lite, great ta- great tasting, less calories, <clears throat> fine pilsner. I am sipping on. The no jumping into defenders call this year in the NBA with a point of emphasis. Mm. Uh, mostly because the first instance I saw of it not being called in preseason was Steph Curry trying to get the call made for him. Yeah, so I was very, sure. very happy to see it enforced at the, I guess you can call Stephen Curry one of the greatest players of all time in basketball, I guess. Um, happy to see that the preseason refs did not make that call. So off to for a good sure. start. We'll see how it goes throughout the year. But happy that's going to be uh, hopefully no longer part of the NBA because it's a it's pretty obnoxious watching guys just uh, it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's ridiculous I hate it you're so right I hate that pump fake jump to your right three feet like flopping arms I hate it man I I agree with you I hate it Walid oh let's take a moment here your first um, Bev card which is yeah. sipping on man your toast. first one toast up right, yeah, toast so. up yep toast to that i got an empty beer bottle here i gotta get a full one right here <laughs> all right uh so as far as what i'm sipping on um i'm gonna go to the ufc on this one as far as what i'm sipping on there's a lightweight 
lightweight fighter contender um, in the lightweight um, division in the UFC, Dan Hooker. I don't know if you guys know him. He's a fighter from New Zealand. Um, very good um, fighter. Um, he's like one of the top six or seven lightweights in the world. And uh, he just got, went through a couple of weeks ago um, at the recent UFC event. Um, he was uh, in a fight um, that night, pretty good fight and everything. He went, went the distance. He ended up winning the decision. Um, he, this guy, he's one of the fan favorites in the, in the lightweight division. He's been great. Um, but basically now he's set for his second fight now, um, within, within a couple months, um, UFC 268, I think is the, is the event that's happening October 30th. And he's, um, basically stepping in on short notice to fight maybe the scariest lightweight in the division that nobody's stepping up to fight. Um, so it's having, it's a second fight in a couple months, but he's such a badass for this. I mean, it's really? just, you know, as far so, as fighting is Islam Makachev, who's basically like Khabib's best friend and brothers as they were kids but he fights very similarly to khabib and no one's stepping in to fight this guy he's stepping in on short notice um because the guy i would step in and fight him easily yeah but i mean easily i I would short notice i mean fighting a guy like this it's been you know so my question to you is you clearly know more about ufc than i ever will right (laughs) you throw out these names and i think you're talking like pig lad right but what is the ceiling for this guy then like, what's the ceiling for him, in your opinion? How far can he? How, how far can he get? I mean, how far can he, he can get? Pretty far, honestly. I don't think he's gonna win this fight, but I just think you know, I'm definitely. It, he just you know earned a newfound respect for me. I liked him before, but now I like him even more um, because he earned a newfound respect for me just for stepping in and fighting a guy who's so dangerous. Fighting a guy like Islam Makachev, who basically grew up in Russia and fought very similar style to like Khabib and all of like those guys, um, those like Russian wrestlers. He's just, I mean, you need at least a full training camp for like several months to get ready for a fight like this. And he's stepping in literally in less than two months to step in and fight him. So, I mean, uh, at the end of this month, that fight's going down and everyone's getting hyped for it now because he's a fill-in. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how he does. I don't think he'll pull off the win, but I mean, we'll see. So. All right. So I'm, I'm glad Waleed brought up UFC. Most importantly, because we have a UFC fighter in our ranks that has already told me that Yardback can be worn on his uh, shorts when he makes it big time. Um, his name is Alex Smith. No, not the, the, the former quarterback. Alex Smith, one of the Glocksmiths. So I Ooh. appreciate we got Waleed now um, to really bridge that gap between Alex Smith, our, our own fighter, out of the Sacramento about. ring. Um, just start sparring, so we'll have to follow him, keep up with his fights. And like I said, he said he's already gonna he's gonna wear yardback sports shorts. So we gotta all pitch in for some yardback sports shorts, yeah, so he's gonna wear them in the ring or the easy. octagon. Easy. Sure to keep my eyes open then. There you yeah, go. yeah. Keep your eyes open. Put your ears to the ground out in the sack town. Alex right. Smith fighting out of our corner. So with that though, because I'm I'm throwing in an extra bev card. I'm sipping on that. Shout out to A Smith. He's gonna listen to this and, and love it. Okay, Sean, what are you sipping on this week? All right, so I went not sport-related. I think fall is the best season. Like, I think it's period. Like, it's no questions asked. Fall is the best season. Also, I was asked this the other day. Do you know anyone who calls it autumn? Like, in mid-conversation, like, oh, I can't wait for autumn. No. I've never met someone who's ever Unless said Unless it's that. like a trinket in like that your wife buys. And it says, like... <laughs> 
autumn. Autumn. <laughs> I've never heard someone say like, "Man, what a cold autumn day." Like, <laughs> just I, I don't know what I would do if someone said that in front of me. Like, there was. Let me tell you. All right, quick story. I'm at work and I'm talking to a parent and I said like, "Hey, like, you know, how was your day?" And she said, "Good. I was home all day and I decked the halls." And like, she was serious. And I'm like, "You decked." I didn't know how to respond. Like you decked the halls. Like I've only heard it in a song. Like I've never, of glory. I've never heard it in mid conversation. And I was just like, nice, cool. So, but anyway, to go back. Yeah. Fall. It's the best season. It is. You can't argue it with me. It's the best season. It's not summer. It's not winter. It's not spring. It's fall. You look like you don't agree with me. Me? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Walid, I think agrees with me. Yeah. I'm with you there. I think it's either first or second for most people. I mean, it's it's a good one, definitely. It's the bridge between summer and winter. It's good. You get to experience it. So, I mean, spring is the worst, I think, because it's like uh-huh. not in a lot of states. Well, <laughs> well okay, okay. Spring weather, it, it, there's a couple different ways you break it down, right? You got sports season can be a, right? Like there, there's spring, summer, fall, winter sports seasons. So you can break it down by that. You can bring in the weather like while you just brought up. Some so, I'm talking about traditional seasons. Just traditional seasons. About? Okay. Well, then you can argue like it's not fair though because the West Coast doesn't get a traditional winter. So therefore, I'm just saying it's very weighted depending on how you look at it. It's not as simple as fall. Stress me out. Fall is the best because of football, but fall is maybe not the best because I think springtime, babies are in the air, animals are coming out from the winter. It's an interesting time of year. That's all I'm saying. So maybe one day we'll have to have an actual like battle of the seasons, sports weather etc but i'm it's I'm easy disagreeing. i'm not even going to list my seasons i'm not going to do that let's go ahead i'm not i'm not going to get into it because i'm right and you guys are wrong it is what it is autumn. <laughs> autumn a nice a nice breezy <laughs> autumn day <laughs> so like say that mid-conversation to the next person shout out to chase i don't know if he ever listens to this but he asked me that question it really got me thinking so anyway let's let's move on back shoulder fade let's start with you connor what do you got so in the spirit of this nice autumn day, we have playoff baseball on. We got the Red Sox versus Yankees in the wild card. I'm I'm throwing out a back shoulder fade. I, this might be a very, very popular one, but this Yankees experiment of having three guys that all do the same thing in Judge, Stanton, and Sanchez, they're all DHs at heart, but somehow they're all out in the field every single day. Yeah, It's not going to win the Yankees anything. Yeah. I think you got to ship one or two of them and get players in there. If you think about when we were kind of in the midst of the Yankees' first dynasty that we saw, right, like Jeter, uh, Posada, Rodriguez, Teixeira, uh, Hideki, uh, Hideki, I forget his last name. But what I'm saying, and Bernie Williams is on those teams, their team is so centered on hitting home runs and powers and those three guys and their contracts. I don't think the Yankees are ever going to win anything like that. So my back shoulder fade is they got to ship – Stanton, Judge, or Sanchez, if not two of them, to really make a push deep into the playoffs. Because I don't think they have a well-rounded team. They got a powerful team, but I don't think they win anything with those three guys anchoring down that defense and and slow, thick lineup. I think for the first time in yardback history, like I have nothing to argue about with that. I agree with you. We're on the same like page. Hundred percent. I'm with it. I have nothing to say. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to Walid's. 
I just can't believe that you didn't say something completely ludicrous here. I mean, I am a I baseball know, guy. I, Maybe I that's why I like spring training. And I don't spring. know how to move on. I don't get it. We could, we'll move on. Boston's up 4-1 right now in the bottom. Yeah, of the six. Okay, I mean, yeah, if anyone's listening to this, it's like the wild card matchup between Boston and New York and the Yankees is going on right now. And um, bottom of the six, Boston's killing them. So, I mean, he's got some re- – uh, there's definitely some relevance to what he's saying there. So. Uh, don't, don't, don't. <laughs> we don't need to feed him. Just right, don't need to feed it. the ego. Yeah. Well, lead. Back shoulder fade, your first one. Right. What is right. it? So, I mean, ba- basketball season's a couple couple weeks away, and uh, it gets me real emotional talking about my Sixers because of all the drama surrounding Ben Simmons going on at the moment. And I'm absolutely done with him at this at this stage. I just think he's being, you know, just there's no account- there's no accountability there at all i mean like he's being he a baby any accountability he's being a baby about everything i'm really done with him he might be my first i have his jersey in my closet it might be my first jersey that i ever burn on camera in my entire life and my back shoulder fade i actually think it's gonna galvanize the sixers squad for this upcoming season i could see the sixers being one of the best teams in the east again just like they were last year and i think tyrese maxi who's going to be filling in at point guard in the starting lineup, probably in, um, in the in place of Ben Simmons. I think that the Sixers might get off to a ridiculously hot start this upcoming season, just because all the guys are there in training camp and they're all together. And Joel Embiid had made a lot of good points in the, in the press conference when he was talking. Okay. About ben Simmons. I think it's going to galvanize everybody in the, in the, in the locker room and doc rivers as a coach too. I think everyone's going to be more united for this. So yeah. what I heard, what I heard out of that was you just said Tyrese Maxey was going to be the most improved player of the year. Yeah, I could see him definitely. That's being, your back shoulder fade. I heard it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's another way of saying it. I could definitely see Tyrese Maxey being one of the most improved players in the NBA. Yeah, yeah that was a good extraction there, Sean, given, given Waleed the assist. Because I, I know if you follow the Facebook group, um, Waleed has made it very known, his thoughts and opinions on Ben Simmons. And I think I also made it known. I, I'd welcome Ben Simmons on the Cavs. But welcome. that's a different story. I would welcome. Um, I was one of his biggest supporters in Philly. I was more than patient with him. They were you know, Sixers fans ready to ship him out of town after the first two years when he refused to shoot in game. And I was like, no, give him a few more years. I'm more than patient with it. Now I'm just, I'm over it. I'm not, not doing it anymore. And just the way he's behaving now just adds, just adds extra motivation to get him out of town. But yeah. And I think that'll be a huge trade uh, in terms of fit purposes, right? Like depending on where he goes, I think the Sixers are only going to get better. They just need to surround Embiid. I think it's clear that he's the future. He's a stud. He's a generational talent. Surround that guy with more shooters and ball handlers, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be good for the Sixers. I've always always liked the Sixers, um, especially last year when they got Doc on. I thought they were going to be a stellar team, but Ben Simmons, as we all know, pretty much held him back. So with that though, Sean, you got any back shoulder fades? Yeah, I got one that's pretty controversial. Not mm. about sports at all. No, oh, another one. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not. I just felt I felt like going wild tonight, going reckless. Oh, yeah. Um All right. I don't know how you guys will feel. I might you guys might rip me pretty pretty good here. Um Coffee. Speaking of coffee, pumpkin spice is elite. Mm. Pumpkin pumpkin coffee is like pumpkin spice coffee is better than anything better than vanilla anything like it's elite i'm basic i love pumpkin yeah, well you, have, it's you elite. Had, well, I, have you had pumpkin you, spice you sound pretty basic on this one my man i mean okay for me it's I mean, elite there's nothing better i disagree with you i'm with salt i went through mcdonald's today 
You're what? I'm salted caramel all the way. <laughs> nah, dude. I went through I went through McDonald's today and they had like a pumpkin spice coffee. Like I was like, yeah, say less. <laughs> like say, let me get that. Like there's nothing better. Nothing. I drink my coffee black. Um, unless no, it's you a start, I swear no, you don't ask anybody that knows no, me don't. that knows I drink coffee. I drink it. Black. No, you don't. That's it's better for you. That's who do we always, point. who do we always call for confirmation? Jack is Jack, is Jack um, always the one? Maybe we get? he's more so when I drive boss 350 yards, we can't find them. But for coffee, um, I don't, I don't yeah. like it sugary because I watch my figure. So I stay away from that. <laughs> That's why I drink Miller light, less carbs, more filling. Um, but the black coffee is the way to go. I will say though, like there's, I'm a sucker for donut and coffee with black coffee. So I love the sweetness and coffee um, and pumpkin spice things during this time of year. Delicious. Like those cinnamon, those like pumpkin rolls with the white f- frosting in them. Yeah. Kind of pumpkin, pumpkin yeah. spice. It's pu- so, dude, pumpkin is an elite flavor. Like so it's it just backs up your uh, autumn is your favorite season is what <laughs> it does. Autumn. So, Are we calling it that from now on autumn? Autumn. Yeah. Pumpkin I think spice. that's why I love autumn. It's pumpkin spice it's pum- autumn time. It's pumpkin <laughs> spice season. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so that wraps up the backyard briefing. So now to move on, we're going to mix up our segment from last week. Um, we're going to get real into betting. We're going to talk about betting, the games we like, what we like. I don't know if the guys are bringing any prop bets to the table, what they like, but we're just going to go through the games. I'm going to chime in on the, my opinions on fantasy throughout the, the segment, which I disclaimer do not listen to me but that's what we're going to do so go ahead get it started Wally. what you want to do talk to us all right yeah so as far as the games coming up um, for this upcoming week and the lines uh, i think we should start with the upcoming game um, in a couple nights on thursday night you got the rams at seattle to play the seahawks rams are favored by two and a half points coming off that ass whooping by the cardinals on sunday and the Seahawks are coming off a big win in the division against the Niners. This is one of those games I would absolutely take the Seahawks here at home with the points here in this point spread. The over-unders at 54-and-a-half. I could definitely see this being a high-scoring game, but I want to get your opinion on this, Connor, as well as yours, Sean, as far as fantasy, if you got any plays in this in this game. What do you guys think of this one as far as, far as what I my opinion and the direction this game is probably going to go? Yeah, so in terms of fantasy and this game in general, I, I'm probably staying away from either side here. Uh, but in fantasy, I got Tyler Lockett and Matthew Stafford on my squad. So it's definitely a game I'm going to be tuned into. Now, I agree with you that there's some value on Seattle here, um, just because it's a short week for both. But I also think it might be an overreaction to how poorly the Rams played and how well True. the Seahawks played. I think there's True. a bit of overreaction on both sides. I think this line would be a bit more favored on the Rams side. So I, I think it should be more than a four and a half maybe. But either way, I stay away from Thursday night games. You never know what's going to happen in these. I don't like – I just like enjoying Thursday night games as the kickoff to the NFL weekend, mm-hmm. um, depending yeah. on the week, obviously. But this Seahawks-Rams game, it's going to be one um, I think we're all going to remember and definitely have some thoughts on later. Uh, so a lot of action in it in terms of fantasy value in players. But I stay away from Thursday yeah. games just because I, I get scared. Yeah, especially Thursday division games. I could definitely see your point. Yeah, the divisions. Yeah, definitely. I mean, last Thursday night, 
was definitely one that was much easier, I think, to call on my end. A lot of people were taking the Bengals touchdown favorites in Jackson, I mean, against Jacksonville. And I came into that game thinking that was way overreacting to the Bengals' start this season. I mean, the Bengals ended up winning the game, but they shouldn't be touchdown favorites against anybody. Never. They shouldn't. I agree. And a, you know, I took the Jaguars in that one, and there's just – there's no way um, that Cincinnati should be giving that many points, even if it is against the worst team in the league. Yeah, those uh, – I, I will say I was somewhat surprised about that because I think the Bengals' defense has improved. But because I was with you, I did not like that seven and a half. So what I did – yeah. is I teased that over and the Bengals down to uh, one and a half. So we'll get into that a little bit later. I got a nice teaser this week. Teasers are the biggest trap in, in betting and hanging out with lines. Uh, but they're always fun when they work. Uh-huh. So we can get to that. But, uh, Sean, you got any fantasy value or anything you want to yeah. talk about in this Thursday my, night game? My, my do not listen to me fantasy advice would be starts or studs. I think everybody's a go here. I think you're rolling dice between Lockett and, and Metcalf to see kind of where Jalen Ramsey, if he shadows one for the entire game or kind of how he's matched up. But I think you start your studs. You got to start yeah. your studs this game. Start I think, I'm pretty sure they're going to put Ramsey on DK Metcalf just because Metcalf is a giant and Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey. Start your stud. I mean, I would say Chris Carson, I think. Chris Carson was put on questionable earlier. So if you have room on your bench, I would pick up Alex Collins just in case because Alex Collins got a lot of burn last week. So pick up Alex Collins just in case. Um, we all know Chris Carson is bound to get hurt and miss multiple weeks, and they love Alex Collins. So scoop him up if you've got a spot. Um, that's my suggestion going into the game. All right, well, lead. This is game number two. Um, my second game um, that I think everyone should be looking at, and this line, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people, but the Patriots in Houston against the Texans, Patriots coming off that um, uh, Sunday night game with the return of Tom Brady in Foxborough, and the Patriots played very well. The game was very close. Mac Jones played well. Everyone was talking about that the next day. I, Patriots are nine and a half point favorites. In Houston. Now, I normally don't like touching lines that are this big, but in this case, it's one of those lines, you know, if you take the Patriots season as a whole, it doesn't make sense. But at the same time, I think the Patriots destroyed the Texans in this spot for a couple of reasons. One, I think Mac Jones is, you know, he found himself a lot in that game against Tampa on Sunday night. He's going to start playing a lot better moving forward. Houston's terrible. They can't score points. I mean, even though they did play Buffalo last week. And I think the defense got right against Tom Brady. You know, they played well. I think the whole team played very well. I think that was their get right game for New England. Even though they lost, I feel like it was kind of a victory, like a moral victory that they kept the game so close. I could see Mac Jones and the Patriots just laying it on the Texans in Houston, minus nine and a half. And is, is Davis Mills starting? Uh, I believe so. Um, as of right I mean, Tyrod's still out, right? And if if Davis Mills starts, like Bill Belichick, doesn't he? He he owns. Uh, I'm not asking. I know he owns rookie quarterbacks. Like he might embarrass Davis Mills. Might, like, it yeah. might be embarrassing. I mean, I mean we just he saw might the, he might go. He might go one at fourteen. Yeah, Connor, I mean, we, thoughts we on saw, the game? Yeah, we just saw how Justin Herbert played last night, and I mean he's yeah. a stud. And last year Justin Herbert was a rookie, and he got shut out against Belichick. So, yeah, I mean it could happen. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I will say about that, Davis Mills at home, who knows? He might have some crazy live dog in him. But agreed, Patriots nine and nine minus nine, nine and a half around that range. They they should handle the Texans pretty easily. Uh Texans don't really have much to play for or fight for. They had some 
I think with Tyrod Taylor, they got that veteran leadership, but with Davis Mills back there, I think those guys understand they don't have much of a shot, so it's a little harder to uh, get up each and every week to play for that. Yeah, for now, sure. And fantasy, my, well, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, if you want to touch on fantasy in this game, go ahead, but I, I would like to bring up the next yeah. game um, just for fun. My, Sean, go ahead. My quick little my quick little fantasy, do not listen to me, is I would start Damian Harris to bounce back. I think he had like two yards last week. Um, I would start Damian Harris, and I would think I'm, – I'm not sure – I don't think Jacoby Myers has ever scored an NFL touchdown. I think he gets two this week. I think Jacoby Myers goes off. Wow. Potential double-digit receptions. I think Jacoby just goes off this week. So, Connor, what's the next game you want to bring up? So, the next one I want to bring up, which Waleed sounds like a smart guy when it comes to these things, so I'm sure that's why he skipped over it. But Jets-Falcons, first London game of the year. So, I'm not sure if Waleed had any fun, fun feelings on that one. Um, but I'm just excited. We get we get football at 9 a.m. Well, at least Sean and I on the East Coast. Waleed, you always get football early on your side out in Denver. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of the thing. Ever since I moved out here five months ago, I love how everything starts early. It's just – it's phenomenal. <laughs> you know? um, but, yeah, I didn't even realize the Jets-Falcons is in London. Oh, God. So, yeah, the, uh, you know, that adds some intrigue to that game for sure. It does. Um, so I what's your thoughts on that? Do you guys know the history on London games? Like anything? I'm not, again, for everyone listening, I'm not big into betting. So these two are the, the experts here, air quotes. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Does that affect the line at all? What do you think? Talk to me. Mm. Mm, this looks like Falcons are three-point favorites there. Um, both teams, um, you know, the Falcons just come off, came off a heartbreaking last-minute loss to Washington. The Jets came off their first win of the season. Um, and, honestly, this game is kind of a stay away for me, to be honest with you. I, I wouldn't take either side in this case. Um, the Jets play well. I mean, they have a good run defense. Um, that's one of the things they do best. Um, Zach Wilson, they finally, uh, you know, they finally – put on the big boy pants with them. They let him, they let him, they, they let him rip in that game um, against the Titans. And uh, he threw some dimes in that game. Um, so maybe that's something he can build on and just maybe he just tears up the Falcons who have a terrible defense. So that game's kind of a stay away from me, but I would probably lean the jets with the points just because I like their coach. I like their head coach, Robert Sala. He's his first year head coach. I think he's a damn good coach. If you give him a lot to work with, um, I expect the Jets to get better as the season probably goes on, hopefully. But that's, you know, that's wishful thinking just because I like their head coach. So, Yeah, all good points brought up by Waleed. I, I think the interesting thing about this, too, for some more novice betters out there, um, usually the home team always gets anywhere from two to three points just based on home field advantage. So it's interesting to me that in this game, neutral site, the Falcons are getting three points. Meaning that the bookmakers, the odd makers, the Vegas Sharps think that the Falcons are better than the Jets. Now, I would argue, like Wally said, I think there's some more value on the Jets because we know they can get better coming off a hot win versus the Falcons coming off of a, a letdown game against the, the Washington football team. I think there's value on the Jets here because I think these teams are pretty even. They both stink. I think Zach Wilson has more, way more upside than Matt Ryan. Now, this is all being said while I have Cordell Patterson and Kyle Pitts on my fantasy team. So I haven't tried to fade the Falcons Absolutely. much this year, but I think the Jets in this spot, I don't think the Falcons are three points better than them in a neutral site. However, I think the Falcons have played in London before, so that, that's something to kind of take from this. But both rookie head coaches, three points in this situation. I'm taking the Jets plus three and sprinkling money line. Uh, I, I just think there's, there's no reason why the Falcons should be three points better in a neutral site. I agree with you there. Definitely. 
Absolutely. So my do not listen fantasy advice on this game is if Jamison Crowder starts and he plays, start Jamison Crowder and start the regular guys. I don't I don't see any reason that he sits or anything like that for sure. Um, Waleed, next game, what you got for us, man? Um, next game, one that I'm going to look at here, Packers at Bengals. Cincinnati's at home and they're getting three points, three point underdogs against the Packers. Um, both teams are three and one. Both have been relatively hot to start the season. Bengals are coming off a Thursday night game, so they get extra time to prepare for this game. Aaron Rodgers coming into town. I could see this game going over the total. Over over under is at 50 and a half right now. I could see this going over the total. And honestly, I would lean more towards the Bengals getting three points at home here just because the Packers defense is getting a little banged up. Jair Alexander is going to be out for this game. And Joe Burrow seems to really be getting comfortable now. Um, That was a very impressive comeback, even if it was against Jacksonville on Thursday night. Um, I could see um, Joe Burrow making this a game against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. What do you guys think about this one? So this one, I don't know what happened to that voice crack there. Too much Miller Lite lubing up my throat. But I I think (laughs) (laughs) – I I think this one, originally I didn't really have any thoughts on it. And then, Wally, as soon as you started talking, um, I decided to go Packers 100% in. Um, I I don't know why everything you said – maybe think the other way i said packers 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 i do like the Bengals, even though they're in my division because i'm a browns fan obviously i think they're a fun team to watch i can't root against them joe burrow is great um the fans of cincinnati i could care less for because they've won just as many playoff games as us actually less now that we beat the Steelers last year um and have the way less championships and super bowls but that's nothing to talk about either uh so i, I really like the packers in this getting three points i think is a bit of an overreaction to the Bengals and how fun they are, right? Um, coming off that Thursday prime time. So I think that the Packers are the play here. I do like the over. Um, I think this will be kind of a, a, a bit of a, a weird game, right? I think the Bengals are going to be that team all year that are just like in odd, odd games, fun, interesting games. So I like the Packers in this spot. Okay. Awesome, man. So my do not listen fancy advice again is uh, Joe Mixon dinged up a little bit um i would go after chris evans i just don't like samaj Ryan. i don't i would pick up chris evans if you have him um if you i mean if you have a free agent budget um i'd spend like five bucks three bucks but i would definitely try to get chris evans to see what happens other than that you know you start i think everybody's startable in this game um connor you got a game you want to bring us to next hmm yep Probably one of my favorite of the week. Well, why don't why don't we get this one out of the out of the way first before I get into the, the next one? Um, as I just mentioned, Cleveland Browns fan. I think we all know that. Yeah, clear, Easy. clear. Obviously, um, they got one hell of a matchup this week against the Chargers. I think that's going to be the most intriguing game. A lot of people, I think, are going to have eyes on it. Browns at Chargers. I think similarly built teams in terms of talent level, right? You got two defensive lines that got some stellar studs on it. You got some defensive backfields that got some studs. Wide receivers, studs. I think the Browns edge out in in running back and a little bit more tenured offensive line, but you got Herbert is obviously a little bit more talented when it comes to throwing the ball downfield than Baker. You can scratch that from the record after the show, Nolan. Um, But this is going to be one hell of a game. Obviously, the spread's pretty tight. I think a lot of people don't really know what's going to happen. Browns traveling out of the West Coast. So what I did in this spot with the Browns, I'm actually adding them to a teaser. 
to get them up to seven and a half. Because I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a touchdown game. Um, I hope the Browns win, but I, I can't be confident in this one. I was confident week one they take down the Chiefs because of a revenge game aspect. But I'd love to get your guys' thoughts. Maybe from Waleed, who's not a Browns homer, on on how this game might turn out this weekend. Yeah, I have Waleed. Yeah, I mean, not a Browns homer at all. Uh, <laughs> Completely but, biased. Yeah, I mean, as a, I mean, but overall, their team has really impressed me as a whole. I mean, Baker has been shaky to start the season. Um, him and Odell just can't seem to get on the same page. Even last week against Minnesota, Sean was saying that game's going over. There's going to be a lot of points. Everything start everyone in fantasy. <laughs> It'll be a complete dinger. Um, it was just, horrible. Yeah, I just, I've never. a struggle. It, I mean, that I was the worst quarterback performance I've ever seen. Yeah. Like Baker was horrible. Bad. They're not agreed. Very, very Honestly, missing yeah. wide open throws. Yeah, your defense carried you guys in that game. Yes. And for a couple of weeks straight now, the defense has been been lights out, and they were the biggest question coming into the season. Um, their pass rush is obviously there. Miles Garrett's just different. Um, but, I mean, it's the secondary that had, like, a bunch of new players and new pieces in it that no one knew was going to show up. And they seem to be getting really comfortable um, week in, week out now. They're playing consistently well. Held, they held the Vikings to seven points in their own stadium. That was impressive. Um and uh, they're going up against Justin Herbert, who's a stud. Um, so we'll see how it goes. Um, honestly, this game is kind of a stay away from me, that that line. I mean, I definitely like the idea of the teaser that you had. I do think it'll be closer within the touchdown. Um, but, yeah, I mean, at the same time, I'm not really sure which way to lean on this game. I feel like it's more of a stay away from me um, if you're going to lean on the one and a half. I think Chargers favored by one and a half at the moment. Yep. Um, definitely uh, don't know which way that that's going to go. I got to think about that game a little bit more as the week goes on. We're recording this on Tuesday, so um, we'll see what happens in that one for sure. So I, I will say, did you see what the over-under is on this one? I think this is a bit of an overreaction. So I think there might be some value while lead on the over-under. It's only at 46 and a half. Both the Chargers and Browns are they – they've kind of been built up by their offense, mm -hmm. but they both have solid defenses. So I think 46 and a half – it's pretty pretty small, so you would say like the book is probably thinking of a, a twenty, what a twenty seven twenty five game somewhere in that range. Um, well, not even that's way. It's like a twenty four twenty three game is kind of what the book is thinking. So, I I don't know. It's a I think there's some some value in the over there, but that's what I got for that game. I, it's gonna be one hell of a game. I'm gonna be I, I'm gonna absolutely be pooping my pants watching this game. Um, hopefully I have nice. some nice roosters, some wings ready to to keep me eating throughout the game, so I'm kind of distracted. Sean, any uh, value in any any fantasy? I know we got Odell, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and then the running backs that you bring into all this. Quite a few fantasy, yeah. you know, high round draft I, picks in this. Any any I, edges you're talking about? I feel like you again. You start your studs again. You start them. For me, my biggest question right now is knowing Baker, knowing Baker's mentality. Do I put him in my super flex in my dynasty lead this week? Does Baker come back locked in? Does he have that Falcons game he had a year or two ago when he just woke up feeling dangerous? Do we see that Baker this week? You know, does he toss four touchdowns, 300 yards? Is it a straight shootout? That's what I'm going to be wrestling with all week. Um, but that's only if you have a super flex. If you don't, I'm sure you have a quarterback better than – I hope you have a fantasy quarterback better than Baker. Yes. So that's my super flex. Um, do what Baker am I going to get? That's my only thing. Um, yeah. Mr. Walid, 
Yep. Go ahead, man. Lay a game out for us. Okay. All right. Next one. It's going to be going on basically in the same window as the Browns Chargers game. So, gonna, so well, yeah, I'm going to stop you right there. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's very cool when people bring up windows of watching NFL games. So I just thought I wanted to give you give you props on on oh. saying it's in the same window. I just think it's very cool when people yeah. talk about games in windows. So. Uh, I yeah. like that a lot. He's, that he sounds like a pro. He kind of sounds, does he not sound like a pro? <laughs> Sweet. No one, no one would be like, it's at the same time. Tell me, tell me how Nolan said when we address him, we have to call him the Denver Broncos employee, Nolan. Wow. I did not hear that. Um, what an arrogant asshole. Well, why don't, why don't we leave Nolan out of this for now <laughs> while he hit us with your next game here? All right, yeah, going on in the, the same, same window, window, same window, same window, same same window. window. Um, you know, four o'clock Eastern time games for me going around like two o'clock ish. Um, but the Giants Cowboys game in Dallas, um, Giants going to Dallas playing the Cowboys and they're getting seven points. Cowboys favored by seven points. This game here, I think, honestly, the Giants are not a bad team. The reason they lose games is because they get in their own way more so than like the other team beating them. People are like, oh, did that team beat the Giants? No, I feel like the Giants always, when they lose, they mostly just beat themselves. Um, being an Eagles fan, I hate talking, you know, giving props or compliments to either of these teams. Cowboys are really, really good this year um, on both sides of the ball, something I hate. But um, the Giants are not a bad team, though. And for me, for me, though, I feel like, the Giants, whenever you give them a touchdown, I feel like you got to take them. Because, I mean, ever since Joe Judge became head coach, you look at these numbers, he's only been blown out one time with the Giants. And, um, you know, it's always a close game. Um, even last week, that was one of my bets of the week, actually, was Giants plus eight or plus seven against the Saints. I feel like that was a, that was a gimme. I was yeah. like, Jones has been playing well. He has, like, one, one interception all season, two in his last nine starts. He's not – um, he's not turning the ball over. He had over 400 yards passing. I feel like the Giants can keep this game close here. Give it, so, I take seven points here in this one. I, I mean, I don't hate it. I, I think it's a, it's a bit thick of a spread. A little bit of overreaction to how well Dallas has been playing. And to your point, the Giants got a lot of fight in them. So I like, I like that, you know, that uh, due diligence you put in there. Your division, always good to have that cross-concept. It's funny because that division, the NFC Beast, it's constantly the most talked about one. So I always, I always an interest in it. And I got CD Lamb on my fantasy team. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm always seeing the Cowboys talk. So uh, it's a tough one for me, but I, I think you're right. I think the Giants is, that's, that's a lot of points. And um, I, it's just, I think it's overreaction to Dallas. So I'm, I'm with you. I'm not going to personally touch that one because I'm just going to root for Dallas and hope they, they win. Uh, but I need Saquon and, and CD to go off. Now, before I get your thoughts on, I think we all want to talk about the marquee matchup Sunday night. There is one other game I want to bring up, and that's going to be the Chicago Bears versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm. So I, I don't know what your thoughts on this, Waleed, but I think the Bears, after after doing what they did to Detroit, coming off the most humbling game against my Cleveland Browns, yeah. I think the Bears are in a really good spot here. Uh, right now they're catching five and a half against the, the Raiders. Yeah. And the one yeah, and the, the one thing that we did see in last night's game, Monday night football, Derek Carr under pressure is um a shell of himself. Joey Bosa had some pretty strong comments about He did. You heard about, that. He yeah. did about what happens when you get this guy under pressure. And we watched the Bears just two weeks ago. Um 
when it when it comes to how they can pressure a quarterback against Baker Mayfield. And I think they do a lot of the same to Derek Carr. I think they take him out of the game, and five and a half is way too much for that Bears team, catching a little bit of momentum coming out of Detroit. So so 20 seconds, what are your thoughts on that one before we get into Chiefs-Bills? Yeah, I mean, the Bears are, are an interesting team, and people say that they're trash and everything and that Matt Nagy is on the hot seat. He deserves to be fired and all. I would pause on that thought about firing Matt Nagy. I mean, Sean, I mean, he's experiencing technical difficulties at the moment, so he'll be back in shortly. Uh, but uh, I know Sean called Matt Nagy the worst head coach in the NFL. He thinks he deserves to be fired tomorrow. Um, but people need to realize he took Mitch Trubisky, who's a backup quarterback. I, I think he should have been a backup from the start. Mitch Trubisky to the playoffs twice. I don't think he's as bad as people think. He does make, He's making some questionable decisions as far as naming Justin Fields the starter. It's kind of annoying everybody. I get that. He's just saying the, the proper PR response in the media all the time about, oh, when Andy Dalton's healthy, he's going to be our starter and everything. <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, Justin Fields came off a big win. Again, even if it is against Detroit, it's a division foe. They rebounded nicely. Their defense played well. Khalil Mack playing his former team, you know he's going to show up and definitely. I try didn't even back. think about that. You're 100. Khalil Mack is going to be on a fucking mission, yeah, to, to prove John Gruden wrong. So yeah. hey, even more reason. I like I said, I'm taking Bears. I do um, like the Bears in this spot too. Um, so they're they're five and a half plus or plus five and a half, and there are 200 on the money line plus 200. So I'm taking both of those. Um, probably full unit the upsets of the week could be <laughs> yeah full unit on the spread little sprinkle on the money line there have a good week um, now a couple minutes left got to talk about about bills at the chiefs while yeah. lead lead us off all right so the sunday night game this is one of the harder sunday night games to honestly analyze this entire season the bills have been have been red hot now after that first opening day loss to the steelers They've been red hot, and I think they're outscoring opponents like 100-something to 21 points or something they've allowed in the last three weeks. So they're just on fire on both sides of the ball. They look like the best team in the NFL all around. And before the season, I thought they would take a big step back. And it looked like I was going to be right after they lost to the Steelers, but um, they definitely rebounded nicely. And their whole team is just so well coached, and they have so many players on both sides. Right now, the Bills in Kansas City catching three points. I would take the Bills here. The Chiefs defense is so bad. Um, Yeah. They're they're just I mean even my Eagles who I think are pathetic, um, they even dropped thirty points on the Chiefs and they didn't they the Chiefs defense didn't make us punt once, they didn't make us punt once at all. <laughs> I, I mean I mean neither team in that game punted once at all. I mean, That's the funniest they, stat of the weekend is that neither yeah, team punted in that game. In that game, yeah, it's like is this really the NFL right now? Um, but uh, yeah, I would say definitely the Bills plus three in the spot. Um, but yep. then you never know because every time you take the Bills plus the points against the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes just goes off and just right. annihilates them. It's like, hey, is Josh Allen going to crumble here and not be able to keep up with Patrick Mahomes? Because they're going to put up points, the Chiefs. They always do. Um, but, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> just the Chiefs defense is so bad. I would take – I would lean towards the Bills here. But this is one of those games as well. Just, uh, you know, I would say be careful with it too because the Bills always disappoint when they play the Chiefs usually. So Yeah, so I'm going to go back to what I talked about earlier. When the books set the lines, usually the home home team catches two to three points yeah. just because of the home team. So what that tells you, if this was a neutral field, I think this would be a pick 'em game. Definitely. Um, and with the way the Bills have been trending up, taking care of business, and the way in which the Chiefs have been tiptoeing around some tight games, I think all the values on the Bills here, Sunday night prime time, 
going to be a great one. It's also a revenge game for the Bills to some degree. So I'm all I'm all with you. I'm on the Bills too. Yeah. Um, it's going to be uh, the overs at 56 and a half. I, uh, I can't imagine that not hitting, but it's such a high over. We'll see how things go. Yeah. Um, so, and the thing is with over-unders, you notice as the year goes on, um, scoring becomes a little bit tougher and unders start hitting a lot more as the year goes on. So um, we're through four weeks in the season. We're heading into October. Once we get around like, you know, closer to Thanksgiving, you're going to start noticing a lot more unders, even in these primetime games, start hitting. To start the season, I think most of the primetime games have hit over. I think it was like the first six six weeks, six yep. games, all hit over. And now we're starting to see unders hit a little bit more. Two straight unders actually hit. The Sunday night game, Tampa and uh, New England, that game hit way under. And last night, people thought Chargers Raiders would go over. That didn't go over either. Not even close. Right? That game hit hit under as well. So, I mean, it, you're going to start seeing that a lot more as the season goes on. So, definitely tread lightly trying to take overs as the season goes on. So. Yep. So, well, that's uh, that's the final game we were planning on talking about in this in this spot. What we're going to do now is bring Sean back on. Like Wally said, uh, Sean's got the, the technical difficulties. I think his kids were messing with his, his internet connection. It could have been his wife. Who knows? So, why don't we bring back Sean on, wrap up our best bets, Hopkins Hammers, well, leads winners, and we'll go from there. All right, so we got Sean back after what it feels like a Rob Manfred rain delay. Finally got Sean back. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone remembers uh, the Cubs versus Indians rain delay. That should never been called a rain delay. Momentum was lost. We can talk about that when spring comes around because that's the best season. But right now what we got to talk about is how to wrap this show up. First time the three of us are on it together. So, Sean, I I heard we got a, a, a thing called Waleed's Feed, which I love. Yes, sir. Uh, I don't know what to call your fantasy. I was trying to think of something with like Q, fantasy. Just don't listen. Don't Just don't listen fantasy <laughs> Just advice. don't listen to me fantasy advice. Okay, so fade Sean fantasy advice. And then fade Sean's fantasy advice. I've, I was thinking like Hopkins Hammers, but like we could, we could work on it. Um, yeah, I like it. We'll work on. I don't. I don't love it. I like it. So we'll work on it. But, but Sean, to, to catch you up, we've covered all the important games. Um, do you have any fantasy pinpoints you want to call out that maybe we didn't touch on yet? Not really. I think this week I went through all the matchups. I think it's a real start your studs. Go with your gut, guys. I like it. Um, I, I don't really see any sleepers or anything like that. Hunter Renfro. I mean, I would start him. I mean, he's start worthy now, but. Other than that, I mean, just start your guys. I don't see any matchups I didn't like or I loved. I just start your guys this week. I mean, that's that's straightforward. I like it. Um, well, I appreciate that, Sean. Might have lost him again, but good, good thing he's uh, done talking. Um, I'll, I'll hop into my my Hopkins hammers. Um, so we we touched on it. Poor Sean. I mean, he's struggling. He's used like three different laptops during this broadcast. Yeah. I mean, I can hear you guys. I don't oh. know if you can hear me. Oh no, you're back now. Your voice is here. Your my your audio face my, is my pause. Your face is frozen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your, your camera's going. <laughs> well, good because whatever. But I just there keep it moving. Right, man. There you are. Got you a little bit. There you go. Finally, camera's back on for you. All right. Why, why don't we? Why don't we? I, I want to hear Waleed's feed. I know we talked about some of it, but Waleed, what's what's your feed? Let's uh, let's hear what you you got going on this weekend, and yeah. uh, just from the top, real quick, give us your your best Waleed feed. Yeah, so really, um, I'm going to start with baseball. Baseball playoffs just started, so, I mean, it's an exciting time. I mean, as of right now, we're recording this. 
Um, the Red Sox, literally, as I'm talking right now, yep. the Red Sox just beat the Yankees. It's over. Yankees are done. And, you know, uh, they have a lot of work to do in the offseason. Um, but whoever won this game, I hate them both. I'm excited to see the Rays destroy the Red Sox because I hate Boston sports. So um, my um, part of my feed, my World Series prediction as far as who I think is um, going to make it to the big game. Uh, my prediction is going to be the Tampa Bay Rays um, facing the Milwaukee Brewers and I think the Tampa Bay Rays finally take it this year. I think they take the World Series this year. Um, it's too well run of an organization um, not to have a World Series under their belt. Um, they won 100 games and they don't have nearly the resources that some of these other teams have. Um, so that's, you know, my prediction for how the the, um, the World Series um, is going to play out. I think uh, the Rays make it and the Brewers and I think the Rays end up winning, um, winning it all. Um, wow. But, yeah, I, I love the I love the baseball added in. I have no feel for any of it. I'm just excited for autumn baseball. Some people call it October baseball. I call yeah. it autumn baseball. Yeah. Um, but while we, I know we touched on football earlier. Mm-hmm. What do you got? What do what are your your favorites in terms of what you're looking at this weekend for football for the yeah. people? Yeah. Um, so my favorite one um, part of the, the feed on uh, this entire slate of games. Um, the games that I would say look at and definitely hit them hard. Um, my favorite games is going to have, I'm going to have to say the Patriots and Texans. I think the Patriots destroy the Texans. It's a large spread. Normally I don't like taking them, but in this case, I think the Patriots got right on Sunday night against Tampa Bay. I would take Patriots minus the points, nine and a half. Um, I think that's definitely going to be one that um, I think it should be a lock. You never know in the NFL, but that's my biggest lock. I would say among that, um, the Giants and Cowboys, Giants getting seven points, divisional game. Um, I don't think the Giants are getting enough respect from Vegas yet. They've only been blown out one time with Joe Judge as their head coach. Um, so I would definitely go Giants plus the points in that spot. I think they keep it close. Daniel Jones has been playing well. Um, and uh, they sometimes give the Cowboys a lot of uh, trouble. Um, so I could definitely see the Giants potentially making that game very close and competitive from start to finish. Um, another one, you touched on this game and you brought this one up, um, Bears and Raiders. You made me like this one a lot more, Connor, so Ooh. I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'd say the Bears getting points in Vegas against the Raiders. Um, the only The only reason I would tread on it a little bit is, you know, Derek Carr's hearing the criticism after Monday night and he's hearing Joey Bosa talk that trash. You might get the best version of Derek Carr and he might just light up the Bears. That's the only reason maybe to take the Raiders. Um, but – I do think the Bears, they're two and two. They got to be feeling pretty good. Yeah, as bad as they've played in the losses that they've had this year, um, they're still in it. And they're, you know, they played well last week um, against Detroit on, on, you know, on Sunday. Uh, Justin Fields got more comfortable, got the protection he needed finally, and he was able to do some things. And Khalil Mack could just wreak havoc on the Raiders against his old team. So getting five and a half points, I would take the Bears plus five and a half. That's one of my favorite games of the week, too. And um, last but not least, I would say the Bills and the Chiefs. We went over this one as well. Chiefs defense is so bad. Um, you know, you know, even my Eagles were able to score on them on Sunday and go up and down the field. The only reason they lost that game is because they, um, you know, they, they, they settled for field goals in the red zone, and we have our own problems in the red zone. So you can't beat the Chiefs if you're going to take field goals, and that's why the Eagles lost that game. They, they, they kicked three field goals, and they didn't have to. They could have went for it on fourth down a couple times down there. 
Um, but yeah, the Chiefs defense is so bad, everyone's scoring on them. So I would definitely take the Bills plus the points in this spot. But at the same time, they could break your heart if, uh, you know, Josh Allen for some reason is unable to, um, is unable to, you know, keep up with Patrick Mahomes in this spot. So those are my, those are my games. Um, the four of them that I would like as far as a recap of all of them, Patriots minus nine and a half against the Texans, um, the Bears plus five and a half at the Raiders. Giants plus seven against the Cowboys and the Bills plus three against the Chiefs in Kansas City. So that's some good shit right there. So let's tee Ooh. it up now. Let's let's go ahead and move on to the last and final unnamed segment. The the Hopkin Hammer. The that's a that's a name for something else, huh, my guy? Mm. The, mm-hmm. the I don't know what to call it yet. It'll it'll just come naturally. It'll be an organic yeah. naming. So go ahead, see yeah. how. Yeah, so we, we talked about all these games. So I'm just going to recap some some of my, my favorites really quick. So in terms of underdog money lines, teams that I think got a lot of value on them, underdog spots, you got Bills plus 120 at the Chiefs. Well, he'd hit on it. No need to say much more. Bills are in a good spot there. Bears plus 200 against the Raiders. I think that's a an easy one to just sprinkle on a little bit. Jets plus 140 against the Falcons, London game. Jets coming off a win, Falcons coming off a loss. Jets are, are a nice pick, I think, this week. And then Packers over the Bengals. Uh, money line. Now, you could parlay all that and have a, have a little bit of fun. But if you don't want to parlay money line underdogs, some of the spreads I really like, similar to what I just went over, Bears plus 5.5, Jets plus 3, Packers minus 3 on the spread. Over-unders, Jets and Falcons. And Browns and Chargers right around that 46 mark. Like them both going over. Um, Jets, Falcons, I think there's chaos on the horizon. Browns, Chargers, also possible chaos. And two really good teams going at it after two hard-fought hard fought games this past weekend. Now, to top it all off, teasers. I think there's a nice teaser on the board. Whenever you get two, two and a half points, and you have a chance to tease a team through the three and the seven, two very important numbers when it comes to betting. Not that I bet. Uh, I'm just an expert on it. That would be illegal. I don't Alleg- do Alleg- Allegedly. Alleged. I, I, if I ever did bet, I'd, I'd come out to visit Waleed and Nolan in Denver, but I don't. I really don't. I just advise people on this. But teasers, you always want to try and get them through the main numbers of a three and a seven. So whenever you see teams at a two, two and a half, consider teaser. They hit at about 68% clip according to someone i've i've followed closely won't give away my sources but we'll get there at some point seahawks washington bills and browns if you add them all to a teaser you can actually get the seahawks at plus eight and a half washington plus eight bills plus eight and a half and browns plus seven and a half now the browns are the exception to the rule so that's a homer part of the teaser but seahawks washington bills you can get them all on a teaser plus six and a half over the eight mark so take a look at that. Do some research on teasers. Um, I know, Waleed, you and I probably taught Sean so much tonight, and I know none of it's going to stick for next week. But here's to the hoping that it, it does help Sean understand what we're talking about. I mean, my knowledge is just ridiculous right now. I feel like I'm just going to go ahead and just bet on everything you guys say. <laughs> I'm just okay. going to do it. I'm just well, going to do yeah, it. You, yeah, well, I just, get 10% because I'm advising. Just to recap, though, and then this is how we're going to end the show. For anyone who doubts, Waleed, he hit on the Chiefs last week, the Jags last week, the Washington football team. He missed out on the Lions, hit on the Giants, 
missed out on the Pats, missed out on the Raiders, but hit on the Jets. That sounds like a good weekend. Yeah, it was. was, Sounds like a good weekend. I didn't believe him on a lot of those, especially the Jets, Jags, and um, Giants. Giants. Did not believe him. And yet, those dogs, man. If only I, if only I, you know, took that on a parlay, but you know, that's there we go. (laughs) So definitely, uh, definitely was a good weekend for sure. Go ahead and listen to us. So I'm Sean. That's Connor. That's Waleed. We're out. You should back up instead, cause I'm back, 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 man, I'm back, back, back from